If you have your scripture with you, there are Bibles in front of you, around you. And if you have the... Uh, how many of you have a Bible with you? Let me see. Okay. Now, if you see some... Oh, Kenny's showing off his new Bible. That's wonderful. He got a new New Living Translation so that he understands where I'm, where I'm coming from. Same version that I have. And that's a study one. That's a very good one that he got right there. Now, now if, if you have your Bible, uh, the, the, the Lord calls that also the bread of life. Because men and, and human beings are not going to live only by bread, but by every word that is said by the Spirit of God, by, the, by, by God. So if you have your bread and you look around and you see someone without bread... Will you share your bread with someone today? Will you share your bread with someone today? I'm going to be reading out of Ephesians chapter 4. And by the way, the text is also in, in, in your worship guide. Okay? If you wanted to follow along with the scripture. Listening to the word of the Lord. Therefore, I... A prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other. Making allowance for each other's fault because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord and one faith, one baptism, one God and parent of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all the word of the Lord. I am beginning a, a series of teachings and, and lessons on the Holy Spirit. Right after Pentecost uh, comes in, in our calendar, comes the period of ordinary time. And typically pastors, they either preach on the, on the saints and doings of Jesus, or they go ahead and preach in the personal works of the Holy Spirit. Last year, I didn't know that was coming. Uh, so I, I, we developed a series which was called The Fruit of the Spirit. Remember The Fruit of the Spirit? How many of you still have your, your, your magnets? You know, I, I went to vacation last year to Puerto Rico, where I'm from, and in the room, in the, in the condo that I stayed, I gave them, I left all of the magnets there. Can you believe that when I went back this year, they were there? I don't know how many families have stayed in that condo throughout the year. But they've seen words to live by. Every time they approached that refrigerator, the word of God was there in their face, so to speak. I'm just saying that. But, but you know, so we will do this uh, June and July. We will speak, learn about the person and works of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now, uh, there is a nice story, and, and, and I like very much the cartoons of Charlie Brown. And in this particular story, in, in one of the Peanuts cartoon, Lucy demands that Linus changes the TV channel and then threatens him with her fist if he doesn't. 
What makes you think you can walk right in here and take over? Asked Linus. This five fingers, says Lucy. Individually, they're nothing. But when I curl them together like this into a single unit, they form a weapon that is terrible to behold. Linus looks at her and says, which channel do you want? (laughs) Turning away, he looks at his fingers and says, why can't you guys get together like that? A funny story that reminds us basically of, of, of how, you know, unity works. How when people come together, there is strength. How when, when, when there is unity under one vision, there is great strength. And we have been called here at Light of Hope to a vision to embrace a community in a new and fresh way. We're only two and a half years, two, two years old basically, not even two and a half years old as a congregation. And I think we have been moving in the way that the Lord has been calling us. We have been responding in that way. And I think God is now taking us to deeper levels of getting to know God and getting to know the Holy Spirit. But you see, power of unity is also like beauty. is in the eye of the beholder, I would say. You see, our culture tells us that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It seems these days that justice is even in the eye of the beholder, that equality is even in the eye of the beholder, and even sin is in the eye of the beholder. In the same way, unity can mean a lot of many things to many people, just like it did to Lucy. Unity was violence. Unity was determination for her. For God, on the other hand, unity is one of God's main thing. Did you know that? Did you know that as you read through scripture, God is constantly attempting to bring people together? While human beings have become experts, experts, supra-experts in dividing ourselves through economic castes, I'm going to use the word, through racial distinctions, through accents, through so many ways in which we can divide ourselves. God, on the other hand, is running after us, telling us, you foolish, you idiots. I'm trying to bring you all together, my entire life, my entire dedication. The whole thing about Jesus was to bring us all together. Hello? And we insist in dividing ourselves. We insist in separating ourselves. We insist in splitting and alienating from one another. You see, to bring God's diversity in perfect unity is what God and Scripture is all about. God created diversity and blessed it. I always can imagine... When God created diversity, can you imagine if all the birds were parrots? Can you imagine if all the snakes were pythons? Can you imagine if the cows could fly? No, that's wild and beyond. But the idea is that God created diversity. God encouraged diversity. Actually, if you read carefully in Genesis, in the whole story of the Tower of Babel, what God is doing there is he is creating diversity. He created many languages so that people would not understand one another. 
Interestingly enough, God reverses the whole Tower of Babel experience in Acts 2 of, in Acts chapter 2. And everybody in that room began to speak in a language that the ones downstairs could understand. So while in Babel, God is splitting up and dividing and diversifying in the Holy Spirit in the upper room, God is bringing together, bringing us together, making a family, starting the church of Jesus Christ. See the effort by which God is constantly trying to bring us together? You see, our unity is not our uniformity. It's not sameness. It's not conformity. It's not assimilation. Our unity is in the spirit of God. Our unity is not in our, polit- in our, pol- in our politics, which are beyond reasonableness. They're not due to our economics, and they're not due to our arrogant perspective or society. Our unity is in the spirit of God. Our unity is not in our agendas, our opinions, our vain intellectualism. Our unity is in the spirit of God. You see, God wishes that we come together and celebrate our diversity to witness the unity in the spirit. God has sent the spirit to bring unity to God's people. God's spirit is busy building unity. Our Reformed theology actually declares the function of the Spirit is to apply the redemption of Jesus. What does that mean? Well, how long ago did Jesus die? A whole bunch of years ago. Can we agree on that? And what did he do in that cross? He died, and that meant that our sins were, were what? Forgiven. But that happened 2,000 years ago. How does that event become real here today? By the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God is able to transcend the ages and apply to our hearts what theologians call the order salutis, or the order of salvation. It is the Spirit of God that convinces you and me that we need God. It is the Spirit of God that then points not only to our need, but tells us where to get that water that we're thirsty for. It is the Spirit of God that enables us to listen to the words, to understand the words, to follow Jesus. It is the Spirit of God that empowers us, that gives us the power to continue Following Jesus. <coughs> Excuse me. And for decades, God has been making every effort to make us know, to make us be aware that God is wanting us to be one with Christ. That God has brought unity to Christ, with us in Christ. So not only is God talking about unity, God is making unity with one another, but God is making us united with him. What? Unity with God. You see, God has brought us in in unity through several and many different ways. For example, what do you think of the concept of covenant? We are called to be God's family, God's people under that agreement. I will be your God and you will be my 
people. The stories of faith and redemption and rescue in the Old Testament with Moses, Joseph, David, the stories of Hebrew Israel all brought a group of people becoming one because God is forming a people whence the Messiah is coming out from. In the Gospels, Jesus is moved by the Spirit from temptations to crucifixion. As he died, he made us one in the Spirit. See the dynamics? So that they may be one as you and I are one, he prayed in John 17. So that they, you, so that we may be made one as the Father and the Son are one. Our unity is in the Spirit. Baptism is a beautiful illustration by which we see God claiming us when we're unable to respond to God as children, yet God claims us to God's self, to himself, bringing us united with Christ through the waters. The whole idea of redemption and salvation is that the Spirit brings us in unity with Christ. When we talk about resurrection, the resurrection of Christ also brings us in unity with Christ because He is the first of many, the first fruit of all of us who will follow. So we are united with Christ in the resurrection. We are united with Christ in redemption. We are united with Christ as we give of ourselves, as we give finances, as we share of our gifts, and as we give our talents and gifts in this community. There we find unity in the Spirit because we are united as we serve the community together in Jesus' name. As we come to worship, we witness to the unity of the Spirit because it is the Spirit of God that brings us together. As we pass the peace just a few moments ago, we are declaring and celebrating the peace that brings us together as children of God where there is no more guilt, no more divisions between you and I, no matter who you are, no matter who I am, or in spite of who I am. God has tore down those walls and he brings us together through Christ in unity with the Spirit. As we embrace this community as a church in its critical needs, we are demonstrating our unity in the Spirit of God. But there is a special moment that we celebrate that unity that the Spirit of God has effectually done with us and Christ. Our spiritual unity is also demonstrated in the divine celebration of communion. As we come together, it demonstrates our unity, our mystical, I'm going to use the word, our mysterious unity with Jesus in one another called the body of Christ. It demonstrates our togetherness in the same table with the same host. You see, our text encourages us to make every effort. Uh, another uh, a version says, be very eager. Another version says, be very diligent. Another one says, do your very best. Another one even uh, translate the words, are, uh, do every endeavor to maintain the unity of the Spirit. Make every effort, make every attempt, be very diligent, do your very best. 
in maintaining the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. You see, verse 2, the verse before that one, tells us exactly how to do it. Always be humble and gentle. Learn from me, Jesus said, because I am humble and gentle of spirit. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. What love? Well, God has poured out that unconditional love for us that he doesn't even give us one more chance to mess it up. But indefinite ways and chances to come back to God and restore. Uh, I don't think we should encourage one another to keep our unity like Lucy did with her fist. Not by force, says the Spirit, says the Lord, but by my Spirit. You see, for there is one body that we've been called to, one Spirit. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, and one God and Father of all who is over all. In all and living through all. I'm wondering, do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know how important this unity in the spirit is for God's people to make a difference in a community? It's very important. Would you join this morning in the unity of the Spirit? And if you don't know what that is, would you just come to Jesus and let him fill your heart with living waters? We're going to sing a song in a couple of moments. But let me share with you this text that is found in Romans 8.16. This is how close the Spirit of God is to you and to me. This is how loving, how the amazing grace of God is poured for you and for me. That God's Spirit, listen to what it says, for God's Spirit joins with our Spirit to affirm, another version says, confirm. That we are God's children. That's how intimate is that union. Oh, it is the church that comes into Jesus. But look to your left and look to your right. You're looking at the church. It's us. So God's spirit witnesses to your spirit that you are a child of God. I started this morning asking you the question, do you know that God has a voice? Do you know that God has a voice? Have you heard it lately? Have you heard it lately, deep down? Let's sing together. They'll know that we are Christians by our love.